Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hello, 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 and welcome back, everybody, to Advice from a Call Center Geek. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 500-seat call center BPO located here in northwestern Pennsylvania. I'm fired up today. I like the topic that we're about to discuss. Um, We're going to talk about speech analytics today, and it's a tool that while it's not totally new, I think the implementation and some of the use cases of, of how we're using it is a little unique. I'm excited to kind of share some of that with you and hopefully give you an idea of, uh, or at least a better idea of what speech analytics is, what it isn't, and, and really how you can use it to, to benefit your call center. So again, you know, last episode we discussed moving to the cloud and some of the cost benefits of it and also some of the technology benefits. I'm going to discuss today again the, the speech analytics piece. So again, I as we talked about last week, I'm going to look look at the speech analytics piece through the, the eyes of Nice and Contact. That's the platform that we are on. Here's the really cool thing about it. Number one, I don't need a $150,000 analyst you know, to help me get through all my speech analytics and, and to pull real data from. My frontline supervisors, my QA staff, my mission control guys can all use this data. And it, you know, it, it's in a really, really user-friendly format. And that's one of the biggest pieces of this that I you know, want to discuss is you know, make sure that – and I know this is probably a bad example, but I like telescopes and I'm into space and all that. And you know, one of the things they said when you get your first telescope is don't get something so big and so complex that you're never going to use it, right? Get something that you, know, you can manage and you can, you can do now. I, I don't think that I'm caving on something smaller with this because the, the data that we can get from, from our speech analytics platform is, is crazy good. But it's 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 even better because I can have my my guys, everybody use it, you know, from supervisors to again to QA staff to anybody on my team. So you don't have to be a data scientist, you don't have to be a programmer to to use you know the the platform that we're on, which is really cool. But what I wanted to discuss today <clears throat> with this is is really three takeaways for you: what speech analytics is and isn't, you know, why we decided to get involved with speech analytics. And, you know, some of the use cases of, of how we're using it, <clears throat> excuse me, which are, I think are a little unique. So let's first discuss what speech analytics is. And, and really speech analytics, um, it's, it's a platform that gives us customer and agent data that really we've never had before. So everything from what your customers are actually saying, key keywords that are trending, key phrases that are trending, categories that you can search for specific things. We can also look at sentiment scoring. So we can tell you, you know, what percent of your customers are calling in that are not happy, right? And we can also look at what percentage of customers did we turn and, and maybe hopefully make an evangelist for your brand that called in angry. So there's a lot of different ways that we can categorize some of this data. How this works too is 
on the voice side, calls come in. Um, there's a there's some servers that are that are listening, right? Listening to to tone of of customers, listening to the tone of the agents. These calls get recorded. As soon as the call is over, it gets sent out to a server. It gets transcribed in English, and then analytics is done on all the all the words that get set from both the the customer side and the um, and the agent side. And we can do this right now in our call center. We can do this with voice. We can do this with email, and we can do this with all of our clients and, and customers' chat sessions. So it's pretty cool. Um, we can also do this in, in multiple languages as well, and, and those languages are evolving pretty much every release. So, you know, the cool thing is, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, what if you knew, you know, individual customers' tone and the overall tone of, of your entire customer base? You can do that with, with speech analytics. What if you gathered data on every interaction and knew the exact reason for all of your customer issues based on their trending keywords, based on the, the exact things that they say? You can do that with speech analytics. What if you want to flag calls for issues like fraud, legal, you know, even foul language, or if you want to hear if a customer or one of your reps laughed? You, know, you can do that with speech analytics. So there's so many different things that you can that we haven't even thought of yet that you can pull data for different categories on the on the analytics side. Let's talk about what analytics is not. So speech analytics is definitely not a set it and forget it type platform where just all this data is just going to come in, in a nice format for you to read. All this does is it flags calls, right? So it's not 100% correct, but what it does is it takes 10,000 calls that maybe comes into your call center and drills it down to 50 calls that maybe you need to really focus on because there's some issues or some different things that you want to flag in those types of calls. So there's no more hunting now, right? A lot of you guys right now, your, your QA department just listens to you know some set quote-unquote algorithm three where we want to score three calls per rep per week you know whatever that number is um, to try to quote unquote find hunts you know seek and find things that, that are happening in the call center well now you know you are listening to 100% of the calls which is which is pretty cool so again you know some of the things that make sure that we understand you know this is not going to totally take over your QA department this is going to help your QA department be much more efficient we can't flag and find things instantly you know as they're happening on the phone there is a little bit of a lag, which is getting better and better and better. And I think eventually in the next year or so, you know, we should be able to have things flagged in real time instead of just kind of even, uh, you know, an hour or so after they happened. The other thing that, that kind of we had to wrap our head around a little bit is is it's much easier to run some type of analytics or to pull reports on things that, that customers and your associates say other than what they have not said. So let's say there's a disclosure that a, that a rep has to read. It's really hard to find if they didn't read a piece of that. But what you can do is then flag different things to make sure that they are reading it. So there's kind of ways around it, but you got to kind of flip your, your, your thinking a little bit to make sure that it's, it's what they are reading. And those are the things that you can monitor other than what they're not, which, which hopefully makes sense. So why did we get involved in analytics? What were some of the things that we wanted to fix? What were some of the business cases that we, you know, kind of saw um, this fixing? And, and how have we used some use cases for this to, to really fix it? Number one, we wanted to improve our QA process. I didn't want to just have a bunch of, of my QA guys listening for, for data, listening for issues, listening for, you know, to try to be the police, right? I wanted to be them to be more efficient, to focus more on the the training of the associate on the you know the betterment of the associate 
And we've been able to do that by cutting our time down on the actual time it's taking to just scatterball our monitoring to really focusing on, on specific calls and specific agents. If you guys have listened to this podcast, you understand that I'm big on culture. And our culture is, an, is one of the two pillars of attitude and effort. And we've always struggled on how do you incent off of attitude. And through speech analytics, we've been able to use sentiment scoring. And that's how we decide... You know, really, if, if somebody's given us a or or has a negative attitude, is their tone coming across negative on the call, on the phone? And our reps know their sentiment scores. That's posted every single day. And it's something that is a kind of a highly thought of metric. Um, so that's been a, a huge plus for our culture. Third, you know, we can provide real marketing data and voice of customer data to our clients based on trending keywords. Fourth, we can we wanted to protect our clients from fraud, any legal issues that were out there more than we were doing it. And with speech analytics, we've been able to set different categories up, which we'll talk about. So if certain triggers get set, you know, those calls are going to get automatically flagged and pulled. And, you know, we have a better chance of, of protecting all of our clients um, as well. And then, you know, to be honest, we wanted a wow factor when it came to, you know, servicing and, and, and marketing our, our company. And, you know, obviously we wanted some ROI on this as well, which is, you know, something that analytics has, has always been uh, able to do for us. But, again, if you've listened to the podcast in the past, you understand that, you know, we have always, and, and probably me specifically, I have such a passion for this that I've been searching, really, how do, how do we really determine what a world-class contact center is? And, you know, so many times... And I don't want to get into this because I have a full podcast on, you know, the Moneyball episode of, of why we measure wrong metrics. But again, we as a as an industry, as a call center industry, we measure the wrong bleeping things. You know, we we discuss so much and we talk about service level and ASA and handle time and when we meet all these metrics, we think that we have a world class center. Well, again. We're never measuring the other side of the conversation, which is the customer. We're only measuring those easy things that we can handle and, and, and we can control. So now with speech analytics, we can now measure both sides of the conversation. So I know that if I'm meeting all my metrics and I have awesome sentiment scoring, I believe that is the new standard for a world-class center. So again, stop measuring 50% of, of, of all of your interactions. And now we're able to measure 100% of it, which is you know really been able to to really prove to different clients that we are world-class compared to just, you know, some of the other centers that, that don't utilize the same metrics. All right, so let's talk about some use cases. And I think this is a little bit of fun. Um, so number one, our use case is we're using speech analytics for our customer satisfaction, which really focuses on sentiment scoring. And again, I'm, I'm going to be a little redundant here, but, you know, what if you have the chance to listen to every single call that your call center handles and, and pull data from that? What if you knew individual customers' tone and the overall tone of your entire customer base? Well, we can do that now. So we believe that sentiment scoring is kind of like CSAT and, and NPS scoring on steroids. Our issue with CSAT surveys and, and NPS is that you really only get the two extremes, right? You only get the customers who are really mad or the customers that love the call. And you're missing all of the data of the customers in between. So that's why we think that sentiment scoring, listening to 100%, scoring 100% of the calls, no matter if a customer's happy, sad, or if they just had an okay experience, taking all that data and quantifying it is is really a, a better way to look at customer satisfaction than an actual just CSAT survey or, or NPS. 
we're using speech analytics and, and the sentiment scoring to, again, to incentivize our associates. We can hear customer and agent sentiment, so we know what one of our agents, um, if somebody's having a bad day, we know if there's an overall trend in the customers as well. We can also, this is the cool part, it's one thing to, to know that you have an issue, right? but we can correlate negative sentiment from customers into negative keywords. So let's say that you know we see from a, a new client that 30 to 40% of their customers are calling in, have negative sentiment in their calls. We can then go look at the keywords and phrases that they're using, you know, website issue, um, slow I, or bad IVR. Um, we even had a customer or, or a group of customers that were calling us about a, we were working for a hospitality client. They were calling us about a uh, an elevator. And we're like, elevator? This, this elevator word kept coming red. So when we clicked on it and actually listened, there was an elevator in New Orleans that was actually super slow in the hotel. For the for the branch of the hotel, so we were able to say, "Hey, man, you guys might want to fix that that uh, uh, that hotel, or that I'm sorry, that elevator." So that you know, kind of cool things like that kind of come about with this as well. But you know, really, you can really focus on not only you know seeing if if you have negative correlated sentiment, but also on how to fix it with the keywords that that kind of go right with it. So that's kind of one of the use cases. A second use case is again for our QA. So analytics, again, it listens to 100% of the voice, chat, and email interactions that come into our center. We're, quote, unquote, listening to the tone of the customers and the agents, and we can tag and, and flag certain calls if they hit certain levels. We can create customer categories to listen to business-specific cases. An example of this is there is a, a nonprofit that we work for that um, the Trumps give a lot of money to. So we actually track how many times somebody calls in and, and says something negative about you know, President Trump or one of his family members. It's kind of funny. Uh, but we can actually correlate that business case um, into our analytics. So you can see where that goes. I mean, there's so many different different ways that you could take that. We can flag all associates' interactions that are deemed not up to standard. So you know, we have categories like agent condescending, agent curses, agent is dismissive, agent not knowledgeable, and there's all these different ways that we're we're kind of tracking that. Now, again, this is just a flagged call. So if if we have something that says agent curses, obviously we're going to listen to that. But a lot of times it's, you know, they'll say ask, right? And it takes it for like ass, right? Um, you know, those types of things because it's not perfect. But again, we're flagging it. So if it is happening, it, it takes our, you know, the, the, all the calls that we have to listen to, you know, down to a really specific number of them. One of the real use cases that our clients love is that they can take their call center and, and turn it into kind of a little bit of a marketing arm. So another, another use case, again, and we've kind of touched on this, is speech analytics for marketing and, and voice of customer data. So you know we can really understand any customer journey pain points. Are the customers calling in and, and complaining about a, something that you have with your self-service model? Are they complaining about the IVR? Are they complaining about... Um, another call center that maybe you're dealing with. So any of those those pain points, if there's enough of them and it becomes a trend, where you know we're going to be able to pick those up and, and hopefully help you fix some of those. Um, it also allows us to be proactive on any customer trend or issue, and that can be good stuff too. I mean, they could love your company, and and we can actually see if they do, and we can see what percentage of customers are saying positive or negative things, and that kind of correlates again to CSAT to it correlates right to your NPS. So that's that's a pretty cool thing. 
I love the useful marketing data, such as you know phrases like too expensive or great product or high fees. We do this a lot with when a client launches a new product or a new product line to make sure that you know we're listening on a maybe a different 1-800 number so we can take those away from the, the whole kind of lot of calls that we get from a customer service side. Really just focus on that type of, of product and then give them actionable data that they can take back and either, either pivot on the price, maybe even raise the price. But, you know, get real data from customers that are you're kind of like doing a survey with every single customer on every single call without them knowing. That's, that's pretty powerful. Another great benefit of speech analytics is to protect yourself or for us to protect our clients from any type of legal issues that may be, you know, coming in through a, through a customer. So, you know, we have categories set up for, you know, words such as or phrases such as Better Business Bureau, BBB, Lawyer, Call My Lawyer. You know, any any of those types of phrases that, you know, have that kind of negative legal connotation, obviously we're going to flag, we're going to listen to, and we can send to our clients, you know, with the customer name if if there's any, you know, any issues or any actions that they can they can take to protect themselves. You know, we have another really good example of this of, um, you know, we did this for a financial services client that any time that the phrase change address and send new card is done in the same call, we flag those calls. Um, just to make sure that just because somebody's changing their address doesn't always mean that they need a new card. So if they do need a new card with a new address, you know, kind of our uh, our spider senses kind of <laughs> come up a little bit, and, and we want to make sure that we listen to that to protect any client from any potential fraud um, that may be happening. So there's a lot of different ways and techniques that, depending on your business use case, that you can really protect yourself from from any type of fraud or any type of issues listening for for some specific things. So I want to give you a, a kind of a real-life example of of how this has worked and how this has benefited us. And I'm going, to, I'm going to try to make this really quick. But we have a – I'm not even going to say what industry they're in, but we have a client that, you know, they they had some rough technology. So they used an old Cisco office phone PBX. You know, they were using real phone lines. Obviously, they're not in the cloud. They're running out of phone lines. They had non-integrated chat. They had email with different vendors as well. There's very little reporting. Um, they came to us and said, you know, Expedia, we have some issues here. So what we did is we we seamlessly integrated, you know, their Salesforce CRM using our CX1 with Nice and Contact. We provided them screen pops, the chat, the email functionality, you know, really in less than a day, all integrated together. You know, our client had 21 agents on the phone. You know, 14 on voice, 4 on chat, 3 on email, because remember, nothing was integrated. So we were able to reduce that staff to 12, which saved them a ton of money, also gave them a better customer experience. Here's what we noticed, though. We did all this awesome stuff, right? Service levels are now back to an 80% and an 80-30, you know, from, from they didn't even know what their service levels were before. Yet, when our client did their customers' satisfaction surveys, almost 40% of the customers were still extremely dissatisfied with the service. So they came to us and they said, Tom, what's going on? Like, what are you guys doing? And so they, we listened to calls and they could hear that. Obviously, you know, we, we enhanced their, the training aspect of it too. And we said, guys, we got to turn on analytics. That's the only way that you're going to find out. They said, okay, we agree. Here's what we found once we, uh, once we got our analytics going. We found out that 55% of their customers actually had a negative sentiment scoring when they called us. So that's even before they talked to our agent, which is more than their CSAT scoring actually found. We looked and said, why are these all these customers calling in? Why are they all mad, right? And then we looked at the, the negative keywords. 
and we found website issues. We, we found never received my certificate. We found a backlog of almost 2,000 certificates that this client thought they were sending out, but that got caught in kind of one of those IT wormholes that never got sent out. And then the third one was IVR kicked me out. And we found that there were two prompts that our client had on their internal IVR that ended calls deep in their IVR after people went through a, a huge process and, and a long process. So they weren't happy, right? But our client would have never have known this information if they wouldn't have looked at our analytics. So once we presented this information to our client, they immediately got the issues fixed. After four more weeks of tracking, the negative sentiment went from 55% to where they are today, which is an average of about 8 to 9%. So we, you know, we found the average is about 7 to 15%. That's kind of the norm um, for all clients. But you see the, the power, right, the actual power of, of speech analytics, what it can do to quantify data, what it can do to quantify negative things so that you can, again, I keep using actionable, but so you have actionable data that you can go fix things instead of just saying, well, clients are mad because we did a CSAT score. So that's why I love the analytics. Again, it, it really gives us a real view of what a world-class center is making sure that we are efficient as we possibly can be with our with our KPIs from our telephony side, making sure our customer experience is also as high as it possibly can be, you know, using our sentiment scoring on the on the customer side. So again, you know, our analytics, it saves our clients money, it improves efficiency, we get actionable data, um, and, and we get an improved customer experience. I can't speak highly enough of it. I'm super excited that it's it's really only the beginning of speech analytics too, right? I mean, this thing is going to get so in-depth and we're going to be able to peel back so many more layers of our of our customers to, to have data that we can use and, and really improve the experience. So I, I think that's a pretty good episode, guys. I, I was pretty excited to do that. I'm actually going to give a talk um, at Nice and Contact Interactions. I'm going to give um, a speech on in the Omnichannel track and also on the um, speech analytics track and kind of talk about kind of some of the ways that we're we're using analytics so this was a kind of a good i guess uh good first run for me to kind of get a lot of that stuff that that i enjoy and why i think it's such a, a powerful tool out to hopefully some of you that that can now use that that a little bit and, and maybe if you're thinking about going down the analytics road this this helps you a little bit if you have any questions um, about any different platforms or any any questions on on what what things can do, what you can do with, with analytics, you know, please shoot me an email. It's tlaird at expedia.net. Head over to our Facebook page, Advice from a Call Center Geek, or you can DM me on Twitter too from uh, call center underscore geek as well. But again, hey, thank you again for joining us. I hope that you found that uh, enjoyable and, and a little bit helpful. Hopefully you learned a little bit something as well. So again, thank you uh, very much. Oh, before I go, because it's laying on my desk, just remember, we do have advice from a from a call center geek book. It's on Amazon right now. It's only about a hundred pages. It's it's a quick read, and it it discusses a lot of the things that we talk about here on the geek in, in a paper form. It's kind of nice always to be able to take notes, and I, I think it's a it's a helpful book. It's it's been selling pretty well. So again, thank you. Um, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. This has been advice from a call center geek. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you're the first to hear next week's episode. Jam-packed with actionable takeaways, you can implement ASAP. Chime in with your thoughts on the episode on Twitter at from underscore geek and on Instagram at call underscore center underscore geek. Also, take a look at our contact center operations book by the same name, Advice from a Call Center Geek on Amazon. This podcast is sponsored by ExpediaUSA.com. 